That was a sheep. That was a sheep. I heard uh, there was a when I was looking into throat singing, there was like some Mongolian guy who was like sound like a sheep, and that was how yeah. he he apparently started it. Um, and I feel like I got it to work a couple times, but it never really felt uh comfortable, and so I stopped. But you know, if you want to learn how to Mongolian throat sing, I guess try to sound like a really convincing sheep, and then go from there. Uh, and that's that's my uh, how to Mongolian throat sing segment of our show. Yay! I want a normal sing. I guess you should do that. Okay. Did you mean now? I I, I kind of assumed. Oh, okay. No pressure. I mean, you don't have I need- to. I need yeah uh, here let's let's I'll try live take I might I might have to re-record this later There's a place where everyone watches ponies it's the most annoying land in the whole fucking world it's made of aliens and anime and minty ice cream cones and the lamest comic books, the most boring bad films, and you know, I wish that I could stay here, but it's Thursday and I should go, and I wish you the best of luck, dear. Thinking of a glad space that you haven't already said, cause I'm thinking that we did that one last week, but hats have the fun in this whole circle, <laughs> that's cause. Opinions are cheap. What? That's right. What, what melody is that from? And tonight we're going to hear from our pals, Cameron and Chad. Wait, I missed the... You know, I'm going to have to redo the whole thing. I, I Because that that was I missed delightful. a couple lines. What, what, what melody was that from? Um, That's the song You. Uh, from Bad Religion. Oh, I don't. Maybe I don't know that song. It just sounded familiar, so I probably. It well, it it played during like the first level of Tony Hawk Two. Oh, that's so if you ever played it. that, you probably heard it. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm like clipping the mic on that too. I'm sitting too close. I got a new mic. I'm still kind of getting used to it, but it's what good. A uh, Yeti. Oh, those things fucking rule! I was using one of those at work today for uh, recording audio for a training video. Those are really oh. nice. Yeah, they really, really do. I, I was having problems with my headset. um, And so it's like, you know, it, it keeps dropping signal and sometimes it doesn't seem to hold a charge like it used to. So it's like, I'm just going to get a wired one like normal. Mm-hmm. I'm, I kind of like the idea of wireless, but it's just not worth it. So I, I'm at Best Buy and then they had these on sale. And it's like, I just got a birthday check and this coincidentally matches in line with my birthday check. So What'd I'm going to upgrade my mic. Uh, a little over 80. That's not bad. I think they're usually about oh, 100, no, 110. I, and actually, I think they're 130. Oh, well, I guess at Best Buy. I think but I got one on Amazon for 110 once upon a time that ago. That sounds fair. I think I think the thing at Best Buy is um they do that thing where they have like a MSRP that they don't ever honor, and it's always on sale. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've been having fun with this. I've actually been thinking about, because you, you always tell me that I should do more things. I do tell you to do more like, things. I, I'll tell you a story, and you go, you should document this for the elders. And I'll say, no, this is my knowledge. <laughs> but then, like, so, somebody, like, a couple people on Twitter the other day were like, dude, why don't you have a YouTube where you just say these same things? And it's like, because I can tweet them here. And they're like, dude, 
which do you think? That's what they sound like. And it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I've always, yeah, you, you have like, you play so many weird social games and you come away with just the weirdest interactions with he- other human beings. And I do think there's a story there or just, a, uh, there, there's, there's value there if you wanted to present it in the right way. I don't know what that way would be. But I think yeah. it would exist, and I, I would definitely be on board with you doing that in however way you saw fit. And that's a that's the other part of it, is I don't know the right way to present it either, because I, I, I usually, if I tell you something entertaining, it's in the format of me telling a story. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know how to document this, because it's kind of like, I know how you are, so I can cater the story to your tastes in a way that it's entertaining. Sure. I don't know that I could write the same story for a general audience because it comes across as a you had to be there joke. Yeah, I, that makes sense. I like that That's we're good enough friends, about. though. We're like, oh, I had a weird story. I will I will tell Chad it in a specific way so he likes it. And then I usually do it. I'm like, yeah, you should tell more people. And you're like, eh. Now I know why you go, <laughs> like, eh. I sent you that comic where it's like the person got a new message from someone and now they're just like angry and glaring at the screen. Yeah, I sent that too. Um, my writer's group where I send like all the weird shit you send me that's like safe for work, I send it to them. And uh, the one guy's like, you know, I I just post pictures of otters. So I went to E621 and I was trying to find like fun pictures of otters to share that weren't completely <laughs> sexual. And I found two. And I was like, there, you can have these two. And he's like, what site did you get these from? And it's like, no, you can never otters. know. <laughs> so that I, was funny. I love, yeah, I know. And it's like, <sighs> something happened the other day. Um, I bet it was in this Discord channel. Uh, oh, okay. So I drank too much light beer, and it wasn't. I wasn't sitting well, and I was like complaining in the Discord, and it's one a.m. and I'm like, I'm not drunk, but I'm drunk enough that I'm not sleeping, but I'm not happy, and I'm like whining, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody in the Discord was like, Well, why don't you just drink some juice? So I said, Okay, I like juice, and I found like. I Google imaged stock photo of a man doing a thumbs up while he holds a jar of juice, which is like the most generic picture ever. Yeah. I just post that. And somebody was like, yeah, if you drink juice, it actually helps you hydrate you faster. And I said, I'm just kidding. I hate juice. And I, I dumped 16 different stock photos of people giving a thumbs down while holding an orange (laughs) juice. (laughs) Because there's a lot of them. And I was just kind of, ama- I, I was going to keep doing it until I ran out, but they, they kept coming because I guess there's a lot of no anti-juice juice leagues out there that need this stock photo. So I, I used um, a stock photo today in a training video I made because I, I broke a thing and I had to fix it. And I was like, you know what? I should film me fixing it because it's kind of annoying and I'm like the only person that's ever done this. So I'll document this for everybody, which is why I was using the, the Yeti mic today so I could record the audio for that. And uh, I had to find, like, someone, a picture of the gloves, and instead of just using my hands, I went and found a stock picture of someone wearing, you know, those blue nitrile gloves, but giving a thumbs up. <laughs> and so I put yeah. that in there. And I, the the audio is, is kind of silly, because I was, like, recording it off the cuff. Like, I wrote a script, but I wrote a dumb script, and then drifted a little during parts. So it's kind of jokey, and I, I threw a, a really inappropriate song as the background music, and I was like, there. I got I got, I spent two hours on this today and I got paid to make it. <laughs> so, did you ever watch Tom Goes to the Mayor? 
God, we've talked about this before, and I want to say no. I I think I may have made you watch an episode, and you just really did not enjoy it, I th- which honestly surprised me. That sounds accurate. Um, one of my favorite running gags is every episode had a PowerPoint in it. And it's like they had somehow they had new PowerPoint jokes for every episode. And like one of my favorites was uh, <laughs> the mayor was giving a plan for the city. Like, here's how we're going to address the monkey problem. And then the PowerPoint, it did nothing to address the topic. But it was just like while he's talking, it, every page was just like random stock photo people will show up and they're happy. And then the exact same sunglasses would like drop down from the sky and land on their face at the same time. And like each page was just different stock photo people, but then the same sunglasses would come down to show how cool they are. And it goes through like five pages of that. And that was the whole PowerPoint presentation. And I just, I love that visual so much because what he's saying is funny. And like, there's a joke going on, but I zoom in on the PowerPoint thing in the background. That's what sticks with me. No, that's a good visual gag. I like, you know, you got to appreciate like the work that goes into something like that, right? Especially when they take it to like the logical conclusion. And so that makes it funny all over again, like by the time it's over. I appreciate that. I just don't know if I appreciated like that show. I'm pretty sure, yeah, we did watch that. And I was like, well, this is miserable. Or there was another one where, uh, where Tom showed up. And he, he's like, well, I've, I've got a plan, and I'd just like to show you this PowerPoint. And he explained whatever invention he was doing. But I was like, well, I, I think the city would benefit from having a giant outdoor pool that we put indoors. And so there's like a diagram of it. And then the mayor says, mm, that sounds great, but I have a question. And he takes the PowerPoint clicker from Tom and pushes next slide. And then like a problem shows up on the PowerPoint. Like, But what happens if gorillas show up? And it's like... It's not how PowerPoints work. You have to put that in ahead of time as the oh, next yeah, yeah. slide. But it's like it's done so fluidly that you might not catch that joke unless you're actually like paying attention to what's happening. And I remember that made me laugh. But there were like I had friends at the time that also watched that show and none of them caught that joke. Hmm. And I thought it was interesting that I think the fact it was a PowerPoint, they their mind turned off. It's like, oh, <laughs> they're just they're just going to explain it. It, almost like they thought it was a real PowerPoint and not a comedy show. Sure. It, which I, I always found that kind of funny on a meta level, too. <laughs> no, that that's great. I, I, I want to give a PowerPoint presentation at work, mostly to, to like flex that I can do it better than everybody else, because I had to give so many in, in college that <sighs> I feel like I'm good at giving presentations, even if I don't like doing it. And I know there's a lot of people there that are not good at it and also don't like doing it just because... Most people don't practice, right? Like, I, I'm not, like, making fun of them. But it is sort of like, there's only a handful of times I can swing my dick on the table and be like, that's, that's right! And, I, and this is one of them. And so, we're, I might have to present yeah. a new piece of equipment that we're going to buy to senior leadership, but I also probably won't because I'm not in the department. I'm just doing the grunt work to get the information. But part of me is just like, you right. know what I want to do is I want to present this because I... I will be good at it, and I can have fun and, and be stupid, but also be serious and, and, and impressive. And I haven't done it in so long that I'll probably get up there and be like, you know what's not like riding a bike? It's <laughs> giving a PowerPoint presentation. Like, it, there's so many reasons this could go bad for me, and I will look like a complete dickhead, so. And I I love, um, there, there's like, there's a, uh, there's a correct way to present something with PowerPoint. 
for whatever reason, people fall into these weird traps. And one of the traps is always like having a picture that doesn't actually mean anything. Mm-hmm. And then the other pic or the other trap is putting words on there and then just reading the slide yep. word for word. And it's like, no, we can read. Now you're just wasting our time. It's like, just, just tell us this if that's what you wanted to say. And I, it's like, I don't know how any of these people, like, I, why did I get a degree where this was the only thing I walked away from it? But then no one in the business world understands how to use PowerPoint. I had a, I did a PowerPoint in, in, in college about a, a book called Tom Jones. And so when I, when I was giving my presentation for the class, I was using Mario characters to represent all of the people in, in the, the book. And I was using like the Paper Mario ones because that game was really emotive and expressive. So like it was really easy for me to find like a picture of like Mario and Bowser with the correct like facial expressions. And it went over really well. People liked it. The teacher thought it was cute. And someone else tried to do that with a different one the following, but she's using anime stuff. But she did it in oh, the no. exact wrong way that you basically described, which is it seems like they had <laughs> random anime pictures on the PowerPoint. And it was just so like, oh, you took the wrong thing away from what I did. <laughs> Also, I only did it the one time because, let's be real, if I would have kept doing this, we got old really fast. Man, there's there's really a, there's a talent to this, which again, I find interesting that you don't like to interact with strangers on VR chat because I feel like you and me share this because we both seem to understand PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. So we should both enjoy VR chat the exact same way. I feel like, I almost wonder if I would react better with strangers in a face-to-face public setting because it doesn't have the weird shit of VR chat. Because, like, you know, you, you might get a, a, a chicken that says the N-word versus, which we brought up, I think, last week. I cannot stop thinking about that man. He's just so weird. But, like, like the the context of what is social norms is mostly gone in VR chat. And so I'm sort of just like, is this going to be some weirdo that's going to troll me? Because if it is, he's probably going to do a great job out of it. I'm, I'm, I'm in a, a, in a Luna avatar that's really tall with huge tits. So I find that funny because when I'm in VR chat, I feel like all the, all the baggage of social norms are removed, which means if something goes wrong, it's not technically unexpected that it went wrong. I suppose. And in a way, it's relieving because hey, you know, I'm, I'm walking around as someone's uh, old Mexican grandpa. So if I say something that embarrasses me, no one knows that Cameron said it. They think um Uncle Touchy did over there. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Uncle Touchy. And um <laughs> it's a it, it's like a relief that helps me it, that that game got me like out of my shell more where after I started playing VR chat all the time, I started doing better at work. Mm-hmm. Like when I have to do a presentation, it's like people started listening to me more and it's like oh i think i picked up some social skills by accident i'll I'll play some correct video games next week yeah i did like hanging out with renoki's two friends who i'd never met before uh the other last week hi renoki like that was fun just because like they seem like pretty chill and like it it was weird when you first met them right because it's like okay it's two lady furries just walking up to me one's a panda with huge tits and a big ass like where is this gonna go and then it was just like oh no let's go build flyer planes and build snowmen I was like, yeah, this is great. This is why I play this now. Also, flying airplanes is so fun. Why didn't we sing so the snowman fun. song? Yeah, you, you actually got into that. I, I'm surprised because the motion sickness thing, like, I felt it in those airplanes. <laughs> oh, God. It was, when we were flying around, like, I was having fun, but I was also legitimately, like, getting really dizzy and was just like, 
I hope I don't fall forward because I think I'm facing my computer. <laughs> and I had no idea. <laughs> you know, like, it was... It was rough, but it was still, like, cool enough where I wanted to keep doing it, which is interesting. And then it was fun crashing. And then when Joe... When I got in, when he was in... um. Like, if I looked out the window at the place, it, like, I was like, okay, way too dizzy. I have to, like, stare at the back of the, the chair, and this is fine. Uh, and if I look up, depending on if we're upside down or not, that was fine. But yeah, like, it was, it was rough, but it was really, really cool, and it felt so good to fly those things, and I fucking love the shitty butt rock that was playing, because I don't think it's shitty butt rock, I think it's good music. Like, fucking Avenged Sevenfold's going down, I'm like, yeah, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm a Blue Angel. Oh, that's so good. It was good, though. That was a cool place. I definitely favorited it. I want to go back there every once in a while and just, like, fly airplanes. That, oh, that picture with me thing? in the airplane makes me laugh so hard, too. It, it, I'm giving, oh, yeah, it's adorable. It's great. Um, oh, what was I, what was I going to say? I just had, oh, oh, so, um, talking about the social skills in VR, I kind of wish that there was a way like I, I I like to do the like presentation stuff. It would be fun if there was a way that I could do like a mock business meeting. Like I wonder we should look for a PowerPoint world. I was gonna think I was gonna say the exact same thing. I was like, you know what'd be fun is if we could find a PowerPoint world. Cause honestly, I I kinda love the idea. Uh I and I know there was that one place where like all the avatars are props. So it's like maybe we get Renoki to be uh like a that quarterly earnings report chart. And like we go to the we should go to the open mic night and I'll go up there like I'm gonna do a stand up routine, but then it just turns into like a meeting and then he can come out from the other side and I'll just like <laughs> point at the I like that is like I need that's a good piece of improv. And like the thing you showed me earlier in the week, um, where like these characters are basically like making a trailer for a sitcom that doesn't exist. Yeah. Like that was really funny. <laughs> that was funny. And, like, the one guy could not keep it together. He kept just laughing. But it's like, no, I get it. Like, this is really stupid. Oh. Uh, yeah, I love uh, I love doing... I, I showed you that, um... Like, I can play the songs through the voice mod tool I got. Um, And so, like, I'll go up on stage and I'll, like, pantomime to a song. Oh, Fender is the Fur Affinity uh, mascot. I was right. I just admitted oh, I know okay. that to everybody that listens. Yay! Um, so on a different topic, I've been painting Necrons some more. Yay. Uh, this is, God, this has been such a weird, they're, they're coming along pretty well. I'm happy with them now. Uh, I think I said, I like how they're looking. It, it took, I like the teal on the shoulders. I, I, I had to slop it on. Okay. First I had to put copper down as a base and then I had to put the teal over it. And I feel like the two work well together and I had to kind of lay it on thick, but it looks good. I might do another coat. It's a little thin in a couple spots yet on some of these. Uh, and then I moved on to the bases. And I was having just a bitch of a time with them using... Obviously, I was using the enamel paints. Uh, getting it... Like, it just... For whatever reason, it kept getting really tacky really fast. I, I could not get the color I wanted, and mixing was being a bitch. So I got home today, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to use just acrylics on the bases and go over what I did. And so I mixed up the color I want, and I painted it down, and it dried a little darker than I wanted to, but it looks it looks good. It works. It's kind of a dark gray-purple, which is what I wanted. Then I can take just like a lighter gray-purple and dry brush the, the, the tips of the rocks. I think it's going to look really good. I have to touch up a little bit here or there where I missed, you know, missed a spot or two, and it's a little too bright with the gray of the base, but totally fine. But God, it's just... 
The amount of things that have gone wrong with these models. I did accidentally drop a paintbrush with paint on it on my carpet. Um, and I used, no. I used paint thinner to get it off. And I feel like that worked because I can't find the spot anymore. <laughs> but it's like, of course that happened, right? Like, fuck it. Um, I'm almost done-ish. Like, I, 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 I want to finish the weapons and then do another touch-up thing and then just do a wash. I'm probably not going to do a lot of dry brushing on the models. I want to edge highlight the shoulder pads and that's basically it. So they're going to be a little more sparse as far as things go, but I think that's going to be okay because they're like the grunt troops for one thing, but also like I got five more. But once these, once this set of Necrons is done, this and the other set, I'm I'm junking what's left of my enamel paints and I'm buying acrylics. I'm finally just going to fucking get rid of these because I'm sick of using them. So this was, for that reason, good. Like I'm like, you know what? We're going we're gonna to do big boy painting now, and it means not using stuff that requires paint thinner, because I'm sick of my room smelling like paint thinner. Oh, I kind of love it. I uh, I don't even use paint thinner for my paints, but I have some that I keep by my, my uh, pillow, so I just, just open that and then go to sleep. What's weird, I was looking at um some of the other models I can get, right? Because it's like, okay, well, I got a set of 10. Like, I want, eventually I want three armies with enough to play. So, like, a set of ten, a set of the five special troops, and, like, a Psyker. Which is okay. a decent amount of work and money. So, I'm looking at the, the shock yeah. troops for the Chaos Marines. Like, oh, maybe I'll get those next. And I can, you know, do the Necrons and the Space Marines first. And it's, like, 60 bucks. And I was like, what the fuck? They're supposed to be, like, just the shitty shock troops. But then you open it, you're like, oh, these are way more detailed. Like, what's up with these Necron models? Where all, they all look the exact same. They only have two weapons, whereas the... The, the Space Marine ones were like, no, they got, like, axes and chainsaw swords and different guns. Like, why why is that one more... Did they get an... They must have got an upgrade recently? Like, I don't know, but it was expensive. I did not expect it to be $60. Well, the... Like, the Necrons that you got are the, the more recent ones. Okay. That's, like, the, the most recent design with the big, like, launch to the new, like, uh, 8th edition, 9th edition. So they're, so they're newer, which I guess makes sense. Yeah. They're decent models, but like, I don't. They, they, there's not a lot of variation to them. Like they're all like the same walking skeleton with the same two-handed yeah. big laser weapon. That... It, it's kind of tough when uh, and, and something similar with um, with even the Tyranids. When you have these swarm armies, I feel like part of the design thought is like, well, we don't want it to be too much work to get them all set up. Because you're going to be painting twice as much as the other guy. But then they sell, like, the same price per quantity. Yeah. So it's like, well, wait. <laughs> you have to you have to invest that much more for a bunch of plain guys. And it's, it is neat. Like, if you see a full Necron army where it's like, look at this legion of robots. That's really rad. But also, look at this one Chaos Space Marine that has so many cool edges and spikes on them. Yeah, like, the one guy's like, my... Knee pads are skulls, and my shoulder pads are skulls. And the other guy's like, my knee pads are normal, but my shoulder pad is like a skull with a screaming mouth. And it's like, there's each model is like really different, and there's a lot of personality to them, which is cool. So if the Necrons are a swarm army, does that mean I need like another set of these to make them like comparable to like the Space Marines? Like if I wanted an even fight, oh, I would uh, I would look up the rules for kill team. Uh, there's so there's uh, Warhammer 40k, and then there's a separate game called Kill Team. Okay, Kill Team is like the the small scale, like a squad of ten guys kind of game. Okay, 
So the rules are designed a little differently. Like one thing in in 40k is that like your how, how many necrons did you get in your box? Uh, ten. So I'm pretty sure those ten are one unit. In kill team, those ten might be ten individual units with like their own health oh, okay. pool and stuff. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where like the scale of the battle is like brought in. And so there'll be a mission where it's like, oh, this this ship, uh, this the ship, the ship is stranded, and so you're gonna break in and try to uh, capture it. So you're fighting off the crew of a small ship as the narrative instead of a multiplanetary global war. Sure. Uh, as it were. Yeah, because like that's the thing, right? Is like I, I like having them. They look cool. It would be fun to find a way to display them once I have enough done. But if I play like I. I want to make it even. I don't want one team to be like way stronger than the other because that's no fun. And so whether I have to fuck with some numbers or or what to get that to work, because I know like all the math involved. My brother's like, you know, I could probably like quick program a thing where we roll the dice and punch in the numbers and it does everything for us, so we don't have to sit there oh, with probably. a pen and paper. I, I mean, the other thing is, I feel like those tools might already exist. Probably. Um, if you know where to look, I guess. Right now, it's definitely just like a thing to do because it's fun. But it, I think it would be yeah. it would be cool to play and like maybe you know set up some terrain so that people can hide behind things and just. It looks like a cool game, but it's also like God. There's so many rules. It just seems complicated. yeah. I I look at my I have my like half finished army and it's like man, I hope to play someday. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying slowly putting it together, but it's like. I'm I'm building like a full size 40k army, where it's like wow this is really different. Like I kind of wish I was doing Chad's thing where I do like five guys at a time and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to having my like uh you know intimidating force. I the way things might work out by the time I kind of finish painting my Grey Knights, the new Grey Knight book will come out and it'll be like new rules and stuff that I can take advantage of. Because right now they're not popular. Oh, um. They're they're in a weird place where some of their strengths are kind of like they're countered easily, and then some of their weaknesses haven't been brought in to balance yet. So it's not like uh it's not bad, but it's like I was talking to the guy at the game store, and and it's like oh I want one of those paladin sets, and he's like oh yeah we just got this today, and they only send me one box at a time because no one buys it. And it's like oh but I want two of them. It's like I come back next month. I don't know. Sure. Because like the demand just isn't there. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because aren't like the orcs a swarm army too? Like the whole like their lore is basically like they're a fungus and they just reproduce and fuck everything up. But I don't know if they're really yeah orcs are. No orcs are and uh, and actually like one of the things with orcs is they have this like weird RNG component. Yeah, yeah. The where uh, especially if you got the vehicle thing, like part of the strategy is to run your vehicles in so that it, when you get destroyed they just explode and kill everyone anyways yeah like it's not an intentional suicide bombing but it's kind of like hey look you want to make use of it because you're going to blow up one way or the other yeah yeah, yeah. um i think the other uh swarm army that's popular is the uh um like the army guys that are in like the green fatigues oh yeah, yeah and yeah. the army tanks and i feel like people forget about them until they show up at a tournament and realize, oh, they have a lot of range. I didn't. I forgot about the ranged guys. 
I think um did did I oh yeah I think one of my friend Alice who I talked to on Facebook and she she does Warhammer she's actually in the process of like repainting her entire army because she took them to a a tournament it was just like oh man everybody else is like like I need to step my game up so I'm gonna I'm gonna, I got a new color scheme I'm gonna strip all the paint off we're gonna start over and she's got like a lot of models and it's like that sucks to be you but also like kind of a fun project like good luck um but I think she was gonna try and get into that set as well uh that those long range kind of more military looking guys honestly they're tempting i kind of like the aesthetic mm-hmm. um i you know i like the the like weird um like vague military thing where it's like it doesn't even it doesn't look like any one country they're like american tanks and then european helicopters and then like german hats and russian coats but it's kind of like yeah army stuff yeah yeah i <laughs> I wanted one of my favorite stories from a Warhammer tournament was this this one famous photo that went around me. That's not your channel. Oh, what is going on here? It looks like a giant plate so, of cookies. <laughs> no, that's one Warhammer table. There's a big table. Yeah. Also, I hate uh, how and they boring got the that table out. looks. There's like, oh look, there's three little pine trees and like one square rock. Like, come on, man, you can do better. Well, this, than this. is at a tournament where all the tables have to be laid out the exact same way. Oh, so for like a practicality sense, it's like simplified. Um, so <laughs> this guy has these uh these towel army, and they're all snipers with this like stealth perk where they can leave the map and then come back. And basically, his strategy was a, an exploit in the rules, where his he pulls his army out, and he he can bring in his guy and shoot from a distance, and then pull his guy out. And basically, it's this like perfect loophole where there wasn't really a a way to address it, and because of the size of the map, normally like a different size table could maybe address this, but it's like oh no, he's got it. So this is a technique that was known, and this guy shows up at a tournament. He's like, "Well, I'm going to do this." And the first round of the tournament, this uh, this smiling guy that's like <laughs> posing for the picture, um, he's like, "Okay, well, I, I can counter that." And he's like, oh, "No, no, you can't." And so the guy laid out all of his snipers along the opposite edge on his table, where they're they're technically those are like five units of snipers, but they're each spread out by exactly two inches, which is legal. And because of their cover, they reach the other side of the map. And because they reach there, the other guy can't actually pull in his team because they'd be in sight. Ah, it, like you can only enter where there's no coverage. So technically, he he set up the game so he already has coverage of the full map, which means that the other guy with the towel snipers can't enter the map therefore he can't take any objectives and also after three rounds he doesn't have any surviving units on board so he he basically loses by default he loses by default because he was bringing this griefing strategy that basically he didn't he didn't think that there was another way to grief that back and so this is a photo of the guy demanding that someone come over and read the rule book with him because he felt cheated because <laughs> he, like he one felt of those so instant, smart for coming up with this it's like instant karma but it takes three rounds and it doesn't involve someone like getting hurt <laughs> over a shopping cart or something 
<laughs> I love uh, that makes this guy's like smug ass picture like even better though too. And like the dude, like, I know re- reading the rule book, just ah, oh, I love that pettiness. But also like, yeah, fuck that dude. <laughs> Imagine investing that much money into your army just so you can be an asshole. So that's a there's a word for that. It's called gray tide. Um, you can you can recognize this kind of player if someone shows up and their models aren't painted. Because all they do is whatever the current meta is that week, they bought those models off eBay real quick. Oh. Like, they're not invested in their army that's special. They're like, oh, I need these guys, and I'll do this thing. <laughs> it's also viable anymore, so just sit the solace crap. I thought the, um, one of the rules was that, like, you had to have three different colors on your model. Like, they have to be painted to some that's, degree. That's actually one of the reasons they, they put that rule in the rule book was to counter that, because it was getting to, like, the tournament level where too many people were doing it. Sure. And it was also creating issues where you couldn't tell whose team was which, because, like, they'd both show up with the same, like, space marines, and then it's like, well, wait, they're all the same color. Yeah, that's funny. Also, like, yeah, it just, like, totally against the spirit of the thing, which is weird. Like, you're already playing well, yeah. a dumb, nerdy hobby. Why, why be, like dick rich jock about it right like i feel like if you get into this it's because you want to enjoy the hobby so it's weird to like i defeated the hot it's like imagine like watching bob ross and you're like you know i'm gonna take up painting wait a minute if i turn the can onto the canvas i just covered i won i won painting (laughs) which is funny because they're you know the 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 acrylic pour methods right or basically like pour paint in a can pour can on the canvas painting done you know, the, the, that is an actual method to paint, and it's cool, and I like it, but obviously I don't, like, respect it as much as someone who can paint like Bob Ross. And it's not like yeah, Bob Ross is using, like, amazing techniques either. Like, he, his whole shtick is, like, anybody can learn how to paint like me, and then you can have fun, because that's the point. But also, like, imagine doing that at the Bob Ross tournament. Yeah. Like, you show up, and everyone's like, well, I hope you guys are have been practicing your, your happy little trees. And someone goes like, yeah, well, guess what? This is one mistake you're going to wish you didn't make. I kind of like this as like a video or something, right? Because it's so weird. And the context involves <laughs> like the last 10 minutes of talk- us talking <laughs> for the joke to even work. It's like Bob Ross speedrun. Yeah. It'd be kind of funny if there was a Bob Ross video game and then people tried to speedrun it. There is a Bob Ross video game. Is there? Yeah, let me uh, let me look up speedruns. <laughs> I know uh, one of the the video game podcasts I listen to, uh, the Gymquisition one. Um, Laura has been getting into speedrunning, but she'll like pick games that no one speedruns, like Cooking Mama, just so she can hold a record for a bit, and then she'll like kind of post a walkthrough on what she did, so other people who are better than her can like figure out how to like sequence break it or whatever. And so she's been having fun like with speedrunning from that regard, where it's like, well, no one likes this game because it's awful. So I'll get a I'll get a world record for like a week and then I'll be like, this is what I did, so if you want to beat my world record, go ahead. And like I kinda like the pay it forward method. Like it just it seems kind of like a nice way to treat this without crazy competition. Wow, there is the bot wait no, this is the joy of painting in Fallout 4. Oh, there's a have you seen the board game? This is a Bob Ross board game? Yeah, I mean it's not quite Warhammer. <laughs> I imagine not. But check this out. Art of chill game. (laughs) 
Wow. Oh my goodness. This is weird as fuck. It's it's funny because as a as someone that studies game design, I can actually like appreciate what they're doing and it's like what a what an interesting challenge to sit down and make the Bob Ross uh like sit down and make a Bob Ross themed game. But then actually like they're doing a good job at it. I feel like the competitive goal oriented nature of a board game completely is off the mark and somehow yeah. it still feels appropriate. Well, my issue with it is like, okay, he's trying to like combine like paints and, and paintbrushes and techniques and stuff. And there's dice, but like, to me, the whole point of a, of a, is, is like, you'd want to try to like make a picture, right? I feel like there should be like cards and you have to like, or you know, orient them in a way to like make a painting. Like these are the sky cards and they kind of go together. And these are the grass cards or here's, here's a tree card. You can put that over the sky card. Like, you know, you're actually trying to like create a landscape as you play versus this weird kind of matching point based uh, game where there's paint on the card, but not a color. Like it's a picture of a, a paint can kind of thing. It's very strange. You know, our favorite board game in the house right now is Blockbuster. There's a Blockbuster board game. There's an officially licensed Blockbuster board game. Huh. And it's basically like, I want to say it's like a charades and Pictionary, but it's just like you get a stack of movies and the other person has to guess what movie it is. So like one of the, one of the like sections is like one word. So it's like you draw a movie and it says Friday the 13th and you put that in the one word section. So when it's that guy's turn, they go, you go like one word, you can say one word to describe it without the title of the movie. So you go a knife and then the guy has to list all the movies you can think of with a knife in it until he says Friday the 13th. That's kind of interesting. It's like, it's super basic. Like as far as like, you know, board games go, it's like just a, I almost want to call it like lazy, except we have so much fun with it. <laughs> and it's cute too, because it comes in a VHS tape holder like you would get at Blockbuster. So you put it on the shelf and it just looks like you have a Blockbuster rental there that you like never return because it has like aged stickers on it. That's great. That's adorable. No, that, that yeah, like they legitimately like that is a great piece of like product design, right? Like, it's kind of funny when people talk about, uh, the idea of like okay, artists should be paid more because it's like everything you own and everything you see was designed by somebody, which is true. And I kind of you, you kind of forget that stuff, right? Like you know, I'm looking at my my Bose speakers right now, and like, yeah, there's a utilitarian aspect to them because they're speakers, but someone did have to design this you know how big do we make it how wide how what color how should the you know what should the knob look like where should we put the the little picture for the the headphone jack so you know it's a headphone jack like there's a lot of design went into this and i bet there's a bunch of different models until they got to this one which is crazy to think about because you don't really think about that too much when you're buying computer speakers you're just like what the brand do i want what color do i want and even then you might not even care about what color you want because I certainly don't. It's funny because I, I think about that stuff a lot. Um, when I go and look at speakers, there's ones where I'll walk by it and I go, wow, they're desperate for attention. And I'll walk by another one and go, wow, that guy was bored. <laughs> and then I'll find another one that looks like a speaker. And it's like, I'll take 20. Well, that's what the funny thing with like video game consoles are, right? Like, 
how those look becomes a fairly big part of the conversation, especially when you're waiting for them to come out, because it's like the only thing you have to talk about. Uh, so it's like, oh, well, this console looks like this. And so when like the, the PS5 was revealed and people started photoshopping it like Kaiba because it has that like, you know, crazy flair. And then the Xbox One looks like an HVAC unit, but smaller. It It is strange. We're just like, you know, these are kind of ugly, but Man, I'm not I... buying them to look nice. I'm buying them to play video games. Yeah, I I really hate how the PlayStation looks, and I don't like the controller for multiple reasons. So it's really annoying that I'm gonna get a PlayStation Five because it's the it like it's purely because of software reasons. So it's like, well, I guess I have to get this one, and it's like, man, should I just give up video games as a hobby so I don't have to have this in my house? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just. And then, and then you look at furniture, right? And furniture has a, a shitload of design in it because when you're putting your house together or a room together, like, you want to find stuff that fits your aesthetic. Like, when I was looking for bookshelves, I was really particular about the shade of brown I wanted and then how many shelves I could squeeze in there because I have some comic books that are really tall. Like, th- that was important to me because it's like, oh, it needs to match, you know, the other bookshelf. Um, I don't know. It, it's funny because I feel like it just... People think about, like, I need this to look like this, but they don't think that about, like, the people that designed it to look like that. Like, the, the, you know, the two steps removed from the item, right? Like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I have an English degree. I'm an artsy dude. And sometimes it's like, I don't know if people, like, appreciate some of that. Like, no, there's a lot of work into the stuff I do. There's a lot of work into basically everything you own. Like, you like that pair of shoes? You think that was a cool pair of shoes? Someone had to, to you know, design that pair of shoes. Uh, it wasn't just shat out of a factory like uh, there was meetings about the color but what kind of laces they should do how big should the tongue be where should the logo go like it's kind of cool you know what i liked in wally was that one scene where like everybody's on their their harvard chairs and then there's an ad where it's like like hey do you like blue well then you'll love red it's the new blue and then everyone pushes a button and and their suits turn red and it's like the, when when the AI is coming up with here's a new design, it's a different shape. I'm telling you to like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it actually, you know, what? there was a line in Cyberpunk that bugged me, where for some reason you can like talk to the shopkeepers, and it's like this option shouldn't be in the game because they didn't write anything for these characters. Uh, I walked into a clothing store, that clothing store, and I it's like okay, I want a hat and I want a jacket. And so I bought those things, but then there's an option where you can ask the guy, like, hey, so how are you doing? And it's like, why do I care? But it's here, so maybe I should ask this for a reason. So my character says, hey, how are you doing? And the guy goes like, oh, you know, I, ju- I got laid off from my job. You know, I used to be a fashion designer, but now the algorithms come up with all the fashions. So I have to work here selling the computer clothes. And then your character goes, ah. I like... I like the idea there, right? Because at, the, at the there's end, a start. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is, and it's like what? <laughs> it it didn't feel like commentary on the world or anything. It's like okay, you're going somewhere. Yeah, okay, it's not because there is like computer generated art, and most of it's a mess. But you get the you get the idea that you know at a certain point it might actually start to look good. Or at least good enough where it, it's not just like this 
goofy novelty we laugh at, but like a thing we kind of appreciate on some level. Uh, I know there, we, and I think I talked about this last year, where there's like a AI-generated death metal. And yeah. it sounds like shit, it's stupid, but it's also cool. Like, I've definitely listened to a handful of songs from it and enjoyed them on some level. It it it's, feels like less death metal and more like weird dark industrial music, but that's cool too. Like, there's there's a value to it, and it is completely AI-generated. Like, that's crazy. Sorry, I, I thought someone was calling me. Uh, have you ever played this, like, AI, what is it, AI dungeon? Uh, no. That's kind of fun. I take it that that's basically what it sounds like. Yeah, I'm trying to find... Aren't that, isn't, like, most roguelikes like that, though? Like, the whole point is it's sort of a procedurally generated level, and you just, every time you play it, it's different, right? Like, because I know me and my brother, like, the next game we make, we want to pull stuff like that and, and make this procedurally generated, like, kind of Castlevania-style uh, combat game. Uh, we have uh, some nope, stuff done. not quite. Uh, so I just sent you a link to, to the game. Start adventure. Yeah, click on start adventure. You pick a setting. Let's go with demons versus wizards. You're a demon high guard. Cool. Born in the depths of hell aeons ago, you've come to Earth to slay the wizards. A group of humans who have allied with the forces of heaven to defend man. As you emerge from the portal, you see a group of terrified knights standing before you with their swords drawn. Write what you want to do next and submit it. Oh, interesting. Um, What do I want to do, Cameron? That's a, that's a good question. You should put on your trench coat and load your pistol. Trench coat and load pistol. It is thinking? Okay. You put on a long coat and grab your pistol from your coat pocket. You're ready to go. Ah, the trench coat, you think. It's the perfect disguise. Everyone wears one. Good job. The response was ad-generated. <laughs> you can go back and restart this. Next, we will try talking instead of describing. Using say, select the do label in the bottom left to say say and spin another move. Okay. Say. Um, I'm going to say, hands up, you. I will shoot you dead. You say hands up, you, or I will shoot you dead. You point your pistol at the knights. Hands up, you. I'm, oh, my voice is threatening. The knights immediately raise their hands. Fuck it. Okay, this is actually really cool. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, you get the hang of it. Say, flip say to story and write a few words and, and submit. Story. Oh, okay, so wait, what happens next? So, like, I tell the computer what the knights do now? Yeah, so you could, you could, if you want to, you could, like, write out a paragraph of what happens next. And it'll, like, it's basically, like, passing the ball. Hmm. That's kind of cool. Um, the knights back up and aren't sure what to do. They only have swords, and the demon has a gun. They are very scared. I I'm sorry, like, the sound, it does have to, like, think about this. Oh, I can edit that out. Okay, so I apparently say, listen up, you knights. I'm a demon sent to Earth to kill wizards. I want to talk to the wizard over there. The knights nod nervously. Now line up along the wall. So you can write a couple more words, and it will continue for you. Try it out. Um, With the knights out of the way, I walk over to the wizard. My gun drawn, pointed at his head, and roar like very scary monster. <laughs> yeah, thinking 
So I tell the knights, don't move a muscle or I'll kill you. Turn my head and roar at the knights who are lined up against the wall. They're very scared, but also very confused. <laughs> okay, so it kind of... <laughs> so now I'm back to do... Um, so I'm four of six, so I guess I got a couple more moves. I don't know how long these usually last. It, it's an interesting little game, though, isn't it? This is this is really neat. I don't. I have to wonder, like, if you did this enough, do you see the cracks in it, or is it like pretty seamless? Like, there was a Spotify um, thing that came out a couple months ago, where it was like, hook up your Spotify, and this uh, AI will will roast you. And I read a couple of them, and then I did it myself, and it's like, oh, there really is like four responses, and then it like a a random generation of buzzwords that maybe will sound funny together. It was it was not impressive at all and people were losing their shit because they did theirs shared it and then didn't read anybody else's and assumed they had like this really unique experience which they did not have yeah yeah so this is a little better i think once in a while you'll get a response that doesn't make sense and you kind of wonder okay is it trying to save the story by adding structure or is it not understanding what i'm putting in the other problem is that it it's one of these learning ai things where it used to be a little different, but now there's like a lot of adult themes that will just creep in at random. And they've recently kind of addressed that by like filtering certain, uh, I don't know, algorithms or what, however it works. So there's kind of like a not safe for work version and then a safe for work version that works like it used to. But it's like there was one where I tried playing it and I, I was the, I was the prince of the kingdom. And I and I was and so I'd like I started and it's like you're in your bedroom and all the the people are riding outside, and so I said I ignore them and yell at my butler, and then your butler says, well the ogres have arrived and they've killed the villagers, and I say, well butler you should go kill the ogres, um and then the butler leaves, and then the ogre that I'm secretly dating came out from under my bed and we made out for a while, <laughs> and and like at that point the AI thing was getting really confused and it started like swapping around nouns where like it, it was like all of a sudden characters would swap places mid-sentence where i felt like it didn't know what it was doing anymore like if you go too long it falls apart but mostly it's pretty fun <laughs> yeah so I, I i shot the ground inches from the wizard's foot and i tell him don't move um but then i turn my back to the wizard which i don't know why it says i did that why would i turn my back to the wizard it's also saying I can type, I can submit a blank action to see what happens. So apparently it wants me to do that. So I'm going to do that. So let's, uh, let's let this continue on. What, what happens to me? I, apparently I shout, listen carefully, you little prick. I want to kill you. I want to be your last thought before you die. The wizard gulps but doesn't <laughs> say anything. <laughs> um, oh. Tell the wizard, I know what you did and you'll, you'll never find the ruby. Alright, I know what you did, wizard, and you'll never find the ruby. I turn back to the knights. I want you to find out what he's working with. Find out everything you can about his allies, his plans, his staff, everything. You turn your back to the wizard. That's weird. Why, do, why does he... Um, oh no, you turn back to the wizard. Okay, never mind. I just can't okay. fucking read. Okay. Uh, tell the wizard that Katy Perry is your favorite singer in all the land. She's also a hidden man that has been working behind the scenes to overthrow your puny governed. 
Because if we're going to do this, we might as well be stupid. Yes. <laughs> the wizard looks at you confused. What? <laughs> Never heard of her. You growl, annoyed he doesn't know who she is. <laughs> huh? I shoot one of the knights standing to the side. Who? I shoot one of the knights because I am so angry. He falls dead to the floor. The other knights start worrying because they also do not know who Katy Perry is. <laughs> this is such a unique experience. This is fucking cool. Well, he says, I don't know what you're talking about. Then, oh, I just even, it just immediately has me kill the wizard. Like, that's great because I was going to do that. Holy shit, it's in my head. This is terrifying. <laughs> It's also being like, you can write more, much more verbose actions than just grab the bucket. You should, you should pull your mask off and reveal that you were the wizard. Alright, pull mask off and reveal that I am the wizard. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to submit a... Oh, please log in and continue playing. It wants me to subscribe. Oh. Wait, I can keep playing for free, but I have to register. Okay. I'm not going to do that, but I might consider it because this is actually, like, this is legitimately very neat. Like, that was a cool experience, and I hope people had fun. Oh, it's pretty fun, and there's different genres. Um, In fact, I'm just going to jump to the end here. AI Dungeon might be a good glad space to consider. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's cool. Yay. I remember, um... Back when I was in high school, someone found a thing that kind of reminds me of this, where it was like a dungeon crawler that played itself, and it was just basically like an experience bar that looped, and just like, it, your character did this, your character did this, your character killed the orc and got 10 gold, and it would just go, and you just would leave it on in the background oh, for a few hours. like a simulator kind of thing. Yeah, and this kind of reminds me of that, but this obviously, like, you're you're actively involved, but it's still... The computer is doing a decent amount of the work, right? Like, it had me kill the wizard uh, before I could do it. Like, you know, the, it's neat to see, like, where things have come over the last 15 years. Um, I guess, are we done? Are we done um, the glad space thing? Yeah, I time got away from me. We never got around to the topic that you picked out. That's okay. Uh, what what is my glad space? Um... I've owned a new, I uh, guess not new, uh, YouTube channel I've been watching uh, called Philosophy Tube, which a lot of people is probably like, oh, that one, because it's f fairly popular. Uh, but I got involved recently, and I've been really enjoying uh, Abigail's videos. Uh, I really like the way she presents things uh, and cites sources, which is really important to me. Uh, there's a lot of, like, it's definitely like, we're going to talk about philosophy and, and a thing, but also personal experiences uh she's an actor so there's a lot of really good delivery it in the same realm of like contrapoints and uh jenny not jenny nicholson uh lindsey ellis you know those like i guess what people call bread tube i think probably because they make a decent amount of money but also maybe has something to do with more leftist politics but i've been enjoying it been listening to her while i do warhammer lately and, and having a good time uh, she has a video on, on, on masculinity and suicide that was very inappropriate for painting Warhammer because it got very sad, <laughs> very, very personal. And it's like, oh, 
yeah, I probably should have saw that coming before I clicked on it. Uh, but yeah, it's a good YouTube channel, so if, you know, you're into something like that, you're looking for more, like, long-form discussions as far as YouTube goes, uh, it's a good one. Otherwise, Ginny Nicholson's still there. I watched her, like, two-and-a-half-hour special on uh, uh, The Vampire Diaries, which is a show I will never watch. But I had a lot of fun listening to her just bitch about this weird, weird TV show. <laughs> yeah, that was certainly a journey, wasn't it? I can't believe it was, like, the length of a fucking Tarantino movie. Yeah, it was a... It, I was literally, like, wondering... I wonder what Jenny's working on, because she hasn't uploaded in a while. Mm-hmm. And then this, like, two-and-a-half-hour Vampire Diaries. It's like, oh, yep, yep, okay, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, it, her, I love her I watched that while playing my vampire on Sims. Oh, yeah? That was a, that was a nice afternoon. I needed that day. It is kind of interesting with these YouTubers I mentioned, like... I like their content, but you're also, you watch them because you like them as, like, a, a, a character, right, or a personality, or, or whatever. Um, I know, I think that the the frame is, like, parasocial relationship, but I guess I don't, I don't consider, I wouldn't consider them friends or anything, I don't want to take it, like, that far, but it is, like, I, I don't give a shit about the Vampire Diaries at all, but I, I do like listening to Jenny Nicholson talk about things whether I care or not, because she's got a very dry, sarcastic sense of humor that I really like, and just the way she presents things, and, and, and it's fun, right? She's just a fun person to listen to talk while you do a mundane task. And it, it is interesting, like, the most profound video in the world could be something I would X out on, because, like, the person deliver doing the delivery is just not fun enough, or, or, or whatever, right? Like, it's, 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 Kind of goes back to the the design thing, where it's not just the product, it's not just that, it's the all the the design work that went into it, all the editing, all of the the, the sound work, um, because that, that that's there too. Tamers one two three four is like, I'm not there because I like Sonic Underground. I'm there because this man is fucking strange, and I want to know what he's gonna do next. Did you see his Last of Us video? No, I probably should. It was it, it was funny. You don't have to. Um, it was Ellie and Joel from Last of Us Part Two visit Taco Bell, and it it goes like it's so formulaic that I thought it was lazy, where it's just like Ellie and Joel are outside the Taco Bell, and there's a bunch of clickers. So hey, Ellie, um, you're a girl, so that means you're dumb. Do you think you can kill all the clickers? I think you're dumb. And she goes, "Stop calling me dumb." And it's like, it goes nowhere, and then, like, Abby shows up and says, I will I will rape both of you. That counts as a joke. <laughs> and it goes on, like, the way you thought it would. And they get into the Taco Bell, and they argue over what they're going to order. And then, like, completely unprovoked, Abby says, hey, do you guys remember Sonic Underground? It was a really cool show about Sonic and his cool siblings, and they fought Robotnik and his army of robots. And it does the hardest cut to credits. <laughs> and we're just like, the cre- it just cut. Like, the split second she's done talking, it's just like credits are rolling. And there's like a lot of names. And it, I burst out laughing. Because <laughs> it was so, there was no story. So technically there was nothing to conclude. And technically, uh, she just explained that Sonic Underground is good, which is gospel. So it's like, hey, technically this is a video. Like, there is, like, this weird meta level of it where it's like, man, this guy kind of knows what he's doing. 
but explaining this to someone that's never seen it that will never understand. Yeah. But, like, I also appreciate that as, like, an anti-joke, right? Yeah, it, it is very anti-humor. I don't normally like anti-humor. I think it's stupid. But, I don't know, something about that does, like, I am smiling, so I guess it worked. Ah, what a what a strange time we live in. Yeah, but at least we got we got. Uh, the oh, I guess. Just, yeah, we do. I'm I'm gonna play some more. Do you see? There's multiplayer. No. We I want I want to try multiplayer with you real quick. So everybody, you have fun playing AI dungeon at home by yourself. I have a friend, so I get to play multiplayer. Yay! Yay! Sleep tight, I love you. Bye, everybody.